the wolf from the pigeon wolf, and uh, I'm in my king size bed in my den at the moment because of the COVID scare or fucking whatever the fuck's going on out there. But I'm stuck with B2. How are you, B2? Stuck. <laughs> stuck. <clears throat> Poor thing. And we've got a lady friend of mine, Candy, who's... Uh, she's actually my friend. Well, either way, she's my friend now. And um, hello, Candy. Hi. How are you? Very well, thank you. Your B2's friend, yeah? Yo. And, um, sister, yeah, sisters, all right, yeah, Sis- the girls, Sis- scissor sisters, and um, twisted sisters, yeah, fucking mental sisters, Let's too. Let's be honest, <laughs> Jeez. Let's spread around. But saying I'm in my king size bed with these two beautiful women, I uh, thought I'd tell you this time about my first ever threesome, which is like the glory stone for a, for a young male, I guess, and at 19. Cashed up, but no confidence and definitely no pick-up power of women by then. I went to the only place where you could pull a root, and that was a that was a parlour. And like I've said before, working girls are quite the cool chicks indeed. So anyway, I met a lovely chick. I'm going to call her. I forget what her working name was, but I'm going to say my little slut as. I would call her in the bedroom after some time. But anyway, I met her and she sort of hooked up out of her working arrangements and into the public life. I'm sorry, Candy, I forgot you've got some experience working in a parlour as a receptionist, isn't that right? Yes, totally correct. I know. What about you, B2? No reception as well. <laughs> no reception. And not charging any money. <laughs> Just joking. We're joking. Before you women all before you women all walk up. Just joke. Is that right, girl? <laughs> Me too. Just, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, through meeting this chick. After after what seemed like a couple of weeks of just non-stop fucking, and especially with a woman that was 10 years older than me that seemed fucking old, and she took her makeup on off, but she wasn't that old, really. She was about 29, but looked old when I seen her without her makeup. That it scared me a bit, but a fucking good-looking chick when she was done up, and um, easy to fuck, that's for sure, because of her looks. Let me just reframe that, the slut look. I know it sounds nasty, slight look, but um, believe me, girls, by the time I finish telling stories, you will be doing the slight look as an art form because that's what really pulls blokes. You know that? What do you think, B2? I'm interested to know about the, the slut, slut look. look. What about you, Candy? What the fuck's the slut look? Well, we'll get there, I guess. After I finished the story. So anyway, the, uh, like I said, I couldn't remember her name. I'm going to call her... Uh, Slut. So her name was Crystal. And anyway, we had a bit of a romance, I guess, for a little while. When I was 19, I didn't give a fuck. She was um, handing out money and shit and a $50 block of hash and 100 bucks a day just to make sure I was around like the next day. Sort of my start off, I'm just a gigolo. And everywhere I go, but 
I didn't know that at the time. I was just wrapped up in her beauty and her sexual proudness, I guess, for someone to be, I don't know, taught how to fuck. I guess someone's got to teach you how to fuck. And, so you hooked up with a hooker? Uh, a working girl, yep. Paid her, but then she ended up... Paying me, sort of, stay. in the sense to, to hang around. And we did about seven months together, and I was quite happy too. It's sort of like a tour wow. bus that never stopped. And Well, she still worked? Oh, yeah, she still worked there. That's where she was getting the money. But that shit doesn't worry me. I'm not like, um, yeah, for sure. I, I sort of reap in the benefits of rewards for being sexual with women. Always gifts for some reason. And that's just a compliment of saying, you're a really good fuck. And I pride myself on fucking as an art form, as uh, B2, you you know, as first-hand fact that when me and you did the booger dance under the full moon, you too fell in love with me just that little bit. And this I'll is... This, I know. And I will always love you back as... That sister, or I don't know, I never had a sister, but I don't know, some family member that you shouldn't be fucking. Not <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Oh, no, it's not very nice. I'm only playing, I'm only trying to be funny. Tell the story. And um, anyway, I guess she rewarded me again with how about you fuck me and my friend? And I remember when you used to get butterflies when you had to ask a girl to have a dance or something like back in high school where they used to force you to go pick a girl and you sort of always went to the one that you always sort of liked and she was always picked by someone else so you had to go for second round or third round picks and you know I ended up all the way down into the seventh round and you know I'd get the uh the opposite of the uh, trophy girl, <laughs> whatever that is, without sounding harsh. But, I was going to say, these people But what people? Have they don't. Look, like I stated before, I'm going to offend a lot of people by telling these stories. It's just that I'm not, like, pinpointing you in the chest, picking you out from me. It's like I said before, I'm just telling the story as harsh as it might sound from my perspective. You were. No, you weren't seven. You were fucking up in one and twos. You were like fucking, you were almost pushing for prom queen. Back to uh, being treated to the threesome. So, like I said, butterflies in the guts. Them two girls went into the bedroom and I was out in the lounge room drinking a beer and um, smoking a bong. And I thought, right, let's get this party started. But I was pretty fucking nervous. Now, I've walked into this uh, pretty nice room, a pretty big bed, and there's these two naked women that are sort of doing that typical, like, fucking giggling, kissing, fucking not quite sexually fucking sort of thing and sounding like college girls, but it's still nerve-wracking. Anyway, when I finally got the call to... uh, jump on in because by then my uh, member was pretty fucking rock solid and when I say rock solid, that's a rock star in itself, that thing. So I've jumped into the fucking 
into the play and I've blown my load in like the first touch of my cock touching a leg <laughs> only to be laughed at to like once again I've already told stories where that laughter at fucking someone's um foreskin dick in PE or whatever it may be, a white set vagina, what you know, so that laughter could have worked in different ways. I could have smashed me or it could have fucked me up like shit myself way back there in primary school. That right, beat hurt. 100%. But, uh, yeah, I just took it as, well, what do you expect? There's two fucking chicks here. You said, like, kissing and my real finger in her pussy. And um, you women like to uh, emotionally attach. Men like to visually see the sexual act. And uh, I just jumped up. And I went, look, I'll be back in fucking three minutes. Give me three minutes. Surely I can bounce back from that. And boom, 19, of course I did. And I went out and had a quick scallop of beer that was sitting there and punched my more cone and went back in there going, right, I'm going to fucking rock the casbah. Anyway, I jumped back in the middle again to these giggling girdies. I need to touch the leg of the other girl and play me loud for the second time. And that was my first reason. <laughs> it was just before the uh, birth of my uh, first one. And uh, I was knocking around with a couple of fellas that I thought were cool. That were bad, and like I said in the previous episode, that I idolised this guy. It was bad, cool, but he turned good. But I never seen him turn good. I just kept going bad, and I was in a position to make some pretty decent money for doing a job. Now it certainly involved breaking the law, and it was a shipment motorbikes like these YZ80s I mentioned before, dirt bikes but it was a trailer load of them and probably easy one hit sale of something like $40,000 and we're just going to divvy it up between three of us and these guys were a bit older and uh, we knew where we had to go we had to go all the way up the prison and uh, we uh, got to a truck depot up there I said to the fellas, you know, who's, uh, who's controlling this whole fucking thing? And they've just gone, you are. And I've gone, me? And they've gone, that's fucking right, you are. It's time to shine, Wolfie. And I was like, what the fuck? And they're going, you're fucking doing it all, mate. It's are wearing in the car, you fucking drive back behind the truck. It's all you, you drive the truck. You get the keys, you do it all. We just fucking hop in the car and watch him follow. Don't fuck it up, Wolfie. Here's your chance. I don't know if I want that chair, but it's fucking here now. Fucking get onto it. So I sat out there, and all I was thinking was, fucking please. I knew where the truck was sitting. I could see the truck. But I needed to see the driver. And I sat there waiting for the driver. I needed to fucking see before I could start planning what to do. I needed to fucking see the driver. And I needed to 
him to be a fat fuck. And surely enough, unfortunately for the drivers that sit behind fucking steering wheels, driving, don't get much exercise, and he was quite the fat fuck indeed. Now from that moment I went, right, this guy's a feeder. He's going to pull over to get something to eat in four hours tops. Easy, look at the gut on this cunt. Right, back to the car, mate, right. We'll just follow the truck. Just stay on the truck. When he pulls over to get something to eat. How do I know the cunt's fat, right? This guy's fucking going to be wanting a burger or a fucking fig shake or something very fucking soon. He cannot keep fucking going the way he's going with our fucking sugary food, right? No, he's not on the speed. Look how fat the cunt is. He's on the speed, skinny as fuck. Just follow him. You want me to fucking take control? Don't arc up a dust, Wolfie. This is your chance. Well, let me fucking have me chance, cunts. So, anyway, that four hours took a lot longer. I didn't account for the, um, I really shouldn't put a comical bit to it, the uh, couple of shopping bags of junk food that he put in the truck earlier. So anyway, that four hour trip turned to six and a half before he pulled over at a place just south of uh, Sydney, I guess. I don't know, let's make something up. Uh, pheasant's nest. So anyway, he pulls up and gets the Aki's I'm in the car and I'm just observating because that's what I do, I'm an observator. These dead cunts are going, come on then, what are you fucking doing? What are you fucking doing? And I'm going, just fucking give me a moment, let me watch. Oh, what are you, some fucking sin bastard? Fucking just let me watch this shit. I'm watching him and I'm going, right. He's going to have to snap a turd or do something soon. He's going to have to go to the toilet before he gets back in that truck. And sure enough, he makes his way to the uh, men's toilets, which is a bit of a walkout of the restaurant fucking uh, track stop fucking thing. Anyway, I sort of said to the other two, I said, right, cunts, make sure you fucking follow me. And I sort of just like pushed out of the car like fucking... This shit's just got real. So I went into the tour and uh, oh, fat cuts, he uh, decided to get in the cubicle to snap a turd. I was just by chance that that was going to happen. I had to stand outside that cubicle. I couldn't make a fucking move until I would have heard something And I've gone, 
where's the keys you've had, cunt? And I just went, boot with me foot, like flat-footed him in the face like a swamp. And uh, I'm not proud of this, I'm just telling the story. Uh, he's like, he split open like a fucking tomato across his lips and shit, and fucking I moaned and uh, I just hit him again. I just fucking snapped into this wolf frenzy of fucking just get them fucking keys. So I just wailed on him and I'm knocking him out. And he's falling onto his fucking gut, which made a door like bow and slam shut. And I'm stuck in the fucking cubicle with him. And he's out cold. I'm like, right, get the fucking keys. So his shorts are around his fucking big fat fucking ankle, fucking meat things, whatever they were. So I went to grab him, checked the pockets, which you believe, they're under the fucking side, what that is laying on. So for the next, I've seen him forever, I'm going to say 10 minutes, to manoeuvre him and keep knocking him out every time he kept coming through before I got the keys. And just as I left, I stopped on his head because it stressed me that much so I had to deal with sweaty fucking skin. No, I know that sounds pretty horrible, but the position I was in and the, uh, let's say, these circles that I was running, it could become quite a dangerous and a disappearing thing, if you know what I mean. So anyway, I got in the truck and I, uh, I've only ever driven a fucking six-speed fucking car and I jump in the fucking thing. This thing's got split shift back and whatever, whatever it is. And I'm fucking going down the highway, doing about 40 k's, fucking moving the fuck out of for 60, trying to fucking find fucking the rest of them. Uh, by the time we got halfway back, you know, between first and Sness and uh, Fat Cat City, a small little place called uh, Collector. What's a blink of an eye sort of thing? We pulled in there and the fucking truck was just smelling of fucking, just fuckness, I fucked and we got there and uh, we popped the fucking back doors open of this uh, trailer doors open and the fucking truck was fucking filled with uh, cocaine and we had got the trucks mixed up and what we had got we knew that we were going to go missing for this and so were fucking family members. I uh, took it upon myself to uh, make a phone call up to the uh, trucking depot up in Brisbane and put on a voice very similar to one like this. I know you can't have missing a truck. A truck for certain, you know what, in the back. Not the Pepsi, you know what I mean? Well, it's intellectual, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Across between some fucking TV feeling whatever it was, I hung up that paper and looked at the other two and said, if I was you two cunts, I'd certainly make myself scared. Anyway, in the following week, there was up to seven big head crime bosses that had been found dead or missing. Do you know what I did? I 
Ha, 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 ha,